Welcome to The Unspeakable. I'm Kennedy Connolly, your host, and today I will be talking about the true story behind the popular horror movie, The Conjuring. My horror movie fiends are probably well aware of the classic movie, The Conjuring. If so, you are probably also well aware that it is a true story. Well, today I'm going to shed light on that story. To start off, interestingly, the movie may seem over-dramatized to a viewer, but in reality, the Warrens, who were the world-renowned paranormal investigators who investigated the house, claimed that everything that happened inside the movie was not dramatized and actually happened. Andrea, the eldest of the parent daughters who lived in the house, says that the movie and the events not only happened, but are toned down significantly. So, let's get into it from the beginning. Alright, so this story takes place in January 1971. Upon moving in, the seller, who didn't disclose any of the location's history of rape, murder, and suicide, left the family with one warning as he dropped off the keys. Leave the lights on at night. Nonetheless, the parent family moved in because the 200-acre, 14-bedroom home in Rhode Island seemed perfect for them. The parent family is made up of Carolyn, Roger, and their five daughters. After moving in, they almost immediately began to notice strange things. It started off small, like Carolyn would notice that things like the broom went missing or would move from a place that she put it. She would hear sounds like something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen, but upon checking, no one was there. She would find a pile of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned floor. Doors and cabinets would slam by themselves, and they often heard creaking footsteps and whispers at night. Children, the children also noticed things. Um, particularly, they would notice spirits around the house. Eight-year-old Cindy recalls being woken up every night to whispers in the corner of her room, saying that there were seven dead soldiers in the walls. Several of the family members report being kept awake at night by a spirit who would yell, Mama, repeatedly. The girls did befriend some of the spirits they encountered that seemed harmless. They would play with them and view older spirits as babysitters or parental figures. Cynthia, one of the daughters, says that most nights a ghost would check in on her, tuck her in, and kiss her forehead. At the time, she thought it was her mother, but looking back, the woman smelled like flowers and fruit, while her mother smells distinctly like ivory soap. These spirits soon became seemingly evil. As time progressed, the supernatural experiences escalated significantly. The family would experience putrid smells like rotting flesh. At night, their beds would rise off the floor. And every time Roger or Roger would enter the basement, he would feel a cold presence behind him. They avoided going into the cellar, but the heating would often mysteriously fail. They would be woken up every morning at 5.15 a.m. to the overwhelming, overwhelming smell of death and rotting flesh that would come and go abruptly throughout their time in the house. Not knowing the history of the house and after all of her strange experiences, Carolyn went to research the history of her home. She discovered that it had been in the name of the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Several of the children drowned in a nearby creek, one person was murdered, and a few people hung themselves in the same attic of the house that she was living in. The most notable of all the people or spirits who were present in the house was named Bathsheba. Bathsheba Thayer was a woman who lived in the house in the mid-1800s. 
It was widely rumored that she was a Satanist, and she was accused of sacrificing an infant to Satan by stabbing it in the back of the neck with a knitting needle. Carolyn received a mysterious stab wound in her leg that seemed to be similar to the one that killed the infant. It is believed that Bathsheba took a liking to Carolyn's husband, Roger, as he was often treated sweetly and kindly by the spirit, um, while Carolyn was treated menacingly or violently. Throughout the 10 years that the parent family lived in the house, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine would visit. Some context um, on the Warrens is that Ed Warren was a World War II veteran and a former police officer, but became a self-professed demonologist after studying the subject on his own, and his wife, Lorraine, um, was an alleged clairvoyant or medium who was capable of communicating with the spirits or demons that Ed discovered or that she had sensed. After Lorraine conducted a seance in the cellar, the most active area in the house, um, in an attempt to contact the spirits that were tormenting the family, Carolyn Perrin, which was the mother, became possessed. She spoke in tongues and her chair rose from the ground. Um, the account of this event was told both by the Warrens and by Andrea, who claimed that she snuck down in the basement during the seance and saw herself. After the seance was conducted, Roger kicked the Warrens out and never wanted them back in fear of what he claimed was his wife's degrading mental stability. Despite this, the family would live in the house due to financial stability for several years to come until they were able to move in the 1980s, at which point the spirits were silent, the haunting ceased, and no more supernatural experiences occurred for a long time. It is also important to note that at the very chance that the daughters had to leave the house, they would. Um, they would leave right upon graduating. In fact, Andrea accounts cussing out the spirits before she left, saying that she was only going to be there for one more night, so to get it all out. Um, the house has been bought by a few people since uh, the events that the parents experienced. The people who lived in the house when the movie came out claimed that they did not have any paranormal experiences whatsoever and that everything that the parent family said and that the Warrens said is fake. The current day owners claim that there is some paranormal activity, but not to the extent that the parents described. Um, just stuff like the opening and closing of doors, footsteps, etc. While the parent family believes that the Warrens made the paranormal activity worse, the accounts of the events told by both the parents and the Warrens align and are consistent. Either way, there is no forensic evidence confirming or denying the alleged events that occurred within the house. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next time.